Hey there, and welcome back to the Grace Free Journey podcast. So glad that you're with us. If you're new, well, of course, welcome on in. Glad you're here. Hey, we're in the book of Galatians, and we're in chapter one. Just to catch up on what's been going on, Paul the Apostle has been writing to this church in Galatia because they've fallen into some very bad error, theological heresy. Now, there's a difference between looking at the scripture and being wrong because it could go either way. Not every scripture is perfectly clear. When you get to like the end times called eschatology, there are really, really godly good people, people who love the Lord and believe the Bible that just simply disagree on some of those things. And that's called, you know, maybe error but not heresy. Heresy is, I think, reserved to describing the distortion and the annihilation of the gospel of grace. And that's exactly what was taking place in Galatia. These Jewish Christians had come in and their theology had gotten warped and they were trying to lead the the church of Galatia to saying, well, yeah, you have to accept Jesus, but you also have to be a good Jew. You have to marry both systems together. That isn't what the Apostle Paul taught, who, by the way, was a Jew. He taught the gospel of grace. And we're going to talk more about that as we get into the verses. So let's start here in verse 11. So Paul is right. He says, For I would have you know, brothers, that the gospel that was preached by me is not man's gospel. In other words, it's not about men. It didn't originate in the halls of some academic institution. It didn't, it didn't originate in a, in a temple or synagogue. It wasn't made by man. And he goes on and describes it like this. He said, For I did not receive it from any man, nor was I taught it, but I received it through a revelation of Jesus Christ. Here's what happened. He was on the road to Damascus to persecute the Jews, to kill Christians, rather, to kill Christians. That's where he was going. He was going to kill Christians. And so he was moving that way. And then Jesus, Jesus physically appeared to him. He was smitten. He fell down on the ground. And there they had a dialogue where Jesus said, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And then Saul, the apostle Paul, that was his other name, said, Lord, who are you? I, I, I don't know that I'm persecuting you. He said, I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. Well, in that dialogue, Paul became Saul and his heart was transformed. He ceased to be a religious Jew, a man who believed that by his, listen, by his own works, by his own intellect, by his own inherent goodness, by his own moral excellencies, that he could deserve the gospel and salvation. He turned from that understanding in the light of the glory and the greatness of Christ, my best works fall short. My best efforts don't get me there. I fall humbly and say, Lord, save me or I will not be saved at all. So this is what happened. And see, I did not receive this gospel from man. I received it from Jesus. So he goes on and says this, For you have heard of my former life in Judaism, how I persecuted the church of God violently and tried to destroy it. He's being honest. He's owning his business. He says, And I was advancing in Judaism beyond many of my own age among my people. So extremely zealous was I for the traditions of my fathers. He's saying, I was so committed to the way of Judaism that I was being promoted ahead of my peers. I was at the top of my class. And certainly he was academically. We know that from his his academic resume. We get a little bit of it in other places. And he certainly was like that in, in his commitment to doing Judaism, right? So he goes on in verse 15, he says this, but 
when he who had set me apart before I was born, and he who called me by his grace was pleased to reveal his son to me in order that I might preach the gospel among the Gentiles, I did not immediately consult with anyone, nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me, but I went away to Arabia and returned again to Damascus. So here's what he says. He says, the one who set me apart before I was born. In other words, Paul is saying, before I was born, it is God who had already ordered my steps. Before I was born, it was God who already planned to redeem me and save me. So then at the right time, at the moment of God's deciding, he revealed Jesus to me. Now, it was on the road to Damascus. He doesn't say it here, but we know that it was. It was on the road to Damascus that Jesus then appeared. And he said, hey, when that happened, I didn't go and get any advice from any men. I didn't go consult with one of my rabbis, one of my former teachers. I knew my life had changed. Why? Well, because I was there. (laughs) If you know Christ today, you know that to be true. You know that when your life changed, you didn't have to consult anyone. You knew it was changed (laughs) because you were there when it happened, right? I think it was uh, Groucho Marx said, I'm not afraid of death. I just don't want to be there when it happens. (laughs) Isn't that awesome? So anyway, so the last few verses of chapter one says this. Then after three years, I went up to Jerusalem to visit Cephas, that was Peter, and remained with him for 15 days. But I didn't see any of the other other, other apostles. I didn't see any other apostles except James, the Lord's brother. Okay, now here you go. Did Jesus have brothers? Yes, James. Now, some people will tell you, well, no, he's speaking in a spiritual sense. Okay, then why didn't he say it about Cephas? In, in another text, he referred to the Lord's brother. Why didn't he say that about, about Stephen or Bartholomew? He only says it about James. Why? Because James was literally, physically, the half-brother of Jesus. Same mother, Mary, but a different father, Joseph, not God the Father. So he said, I didn't see anyone, but then, but then he says, now in what I'm writing to you before God, I'm not lying. Then I went into the regions of Syria and Sicilia, and I was still unknown in person to the churches of Judea that are in Christ. Now, after hearing all of this, the churches said, hey, he who used to persecute us is now preaching the faith. He once tried to destroy us, and now he is glorifying God. And they began to glorify God because of me. In other words, because of my conversion and what Christ has done in my life. Guys, I want to tell you, listen, know the Lord today. Trust him with all of your heart. Ask the Holy Spirit to fill you with every aspect of of your body and control you. And I promise you, you will be used by the Lord to do great and wonderful and earth-shaking things. Just like Paul. You won't be writing scripture, but you will affect thousands with the gospel. And you'll find unbelievable grace for your journey. Let me pray for you. Well, Father, we love you so much and thank you for today. Now, Lord, be with us as we live for you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Well, God's blessings on you, and we'll talk again next time. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the Grace for Your Journey podcast. I pray that it has been a blessing and an encouragement to you. Pass it around if you think it would help somebody. And we look forward to you dropping by again for another episode of the Grace for Your Journey podcast.